huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. How to build multiple streams of income. I have 10 different factors that are really important for you to plan, implement, to build multiple streams of income. Now, the first thing, and this is actually really important because a lot of people get this wrong, is you have to start with one income stream first and you have to get that set before you then can forget to move on to the next stream. So a lot of people, they're trying to start three or five different income streams at once But if you're spread so thin across so many different strategies, you're not able to get deep enough at one to make the money. And actually, if you look at a lot of people who've got multiple income streams, they became known for one thing first. Imagine this. Imagine that you're just an analogy of of drilling for oil. And let's say you've got five points where you know there are oil and you get four fifths of the way down on one and then you stop because you think, oh, I'll start the second one. You get four fifths of the way down on that one and you stop because you think, oh, I'll start the third one. And you get four fifths of the way down that one. And you stop because you think, I'll start the fourth one because it's there. Uh, And of course, getting four fifths of the way towards anything is actually getting nothing towards the end of anything unless you get to the end of something. So start with one income stream first, whether it's property or a a business model or some kind of um, part time side hustle or investment or your job or career. Um, that you can maybe save enough money to be able to financially retire or that pays your mortgage and your bills so then you can have your part-time business. Okay, second point then of 10 on building multiple streams of income is adding the second stream at the right point. So if you add the second stream, if you add the second income stream too soon, it's going to take time, focus, and therefore um, results away from your first income stream. But of course, if you never do it, you only have one income stream. The average millionaire has three income streams. I know many millionaires and billionaires who have five or eight or nine income streams. So you probably want to start your second income stream. Well, I'll give you a little bit of a model in a minute, but uh, superseding that, you want to start your second income stream when you've got your first income stream, not just creating income, but probably a little bit more systemized so that you don't have to spend all your time on it. So you can spend all your time on your second one. So I write a lot of books, as you know. I think I launched the 15th that I've been involved in writing. And I think it was about the 9th that uh, I'm the only author I haven't co-authored or um, sort of ghost written. Uh, Now, of course, a book with 95% of the words done creates no income. A book only when it's live on Amazon and Audible and selling does it then produce income. And only then can I move on to the next book, which I've just started, by the way. I've got six weeks to write my new book, Opportunity. 
new book. You hit, you heard it here first. So you've got to get that income stream set so that you can forget. You've got to get it systemized to some degree. If it's property, you've got to get it managed. If it's a business, you've probably got to have staff or systems, uh, automation, software within it so that you don't have to do the 50 or 60 hours a week. And if you can go to 30 hours a week or 10 hours a week, then, of course, you can put your time into your next income stream. So move on to the next one when you've systemized the existing or the last one. Okay, the third point of creating multiple streams of income. I have a model which is uh, 70 20 10 which is a time division model, which I guess is based a bit on the 80-20 principle. Um, so let's say that you're going to spend, I don't know, 50 hours a week in, your, um, in, in work. You're going to work 50 hours a week. Um, so I would say 70% of your time should be on your main income stream. So what's that? 35 hours a week. 20% of your time should be on your second income stream. So that's 10 hours a week. And then 5% of your time should be on your future income stream or your research or even your third income stream that you know you want to do now. And that would be five hours a week. Because if you have three income streams, you shouldn't spend one third, one third, one third time divided across all three. Because that's like going four fifths away down the oil well, four fifths of the way down the oil well and four fifths of the way down the oil well, of course, which we, when you never strike oil. So you need to have um, a disproportionate amount of time on the high end on your main income stream. And a disproportionate amount of time on the low end on your future income stream. So I'm growing progressive my companies global now, but I'm not spending 60 hours a week of my time making it global. I'm spending five hours a week of my time because I am spending 35 hours a week of my time on my brand, on my books, on my assets, etc. So 70, 20, 10. When people come to our property events, I teach them to have three property strategies, whether that's buy to let, HMO and deal packaging or rent to rent and commercial conversion and another income stream, service accommodation, but not to divide their time equally into three, divide their time 70, 20, 10. It makes a big difference. And that actually gets you uh, down uh, hitting, striking oil in the quickest possible time. Okay, right. Then the fourth thing is to leverage existing income streams to then transmute your experience into future income streams. So I know a lot of people who, I don't know, they've got a career in IT and then they want to get into property and then they want to do Forex trading and then they want to do e-commerce. And each time you start that new thing, you can't really borrow any experience or systems or resources from your existing stream into your new one because it's completely unrelated. Whereas if you have a related income stream that you jump onto next, then you get to leverage everything you've done before. And I'll give you an example of the journey that I've had myself and my business partner, Mark. And I didn't realize that what we were doing at this point was right. I think it was quite lucky. I think it was also based on the fact that my business partner is quite the opposite to me. He likes to do one thing forever. He would just want one well to drill down. Um, I would want loads of wells to drill down. And I think the balance is the 7 to 2010. So Mark and I started uh, working in a property company, sourcing properties for other people in employment. Then we started buying properties ourselves. Then we started uh, selling deals to other investors that we had a surplus of. Then um, I wrote a book. Then we started doing some courses. Then we set up a letting agency. Then we went on to bigger deals like HMOs and then bigger, bigger deals like commercial conversions. So each time we added one of those new income streams, 50, 70, even maybe nearly all of the experience that we'd, we'd built in the existing income stream was transmutable across into the new income stream. So you're not starting again. Uh, and that was really, really important. I suppose it's a bit like if you play cricket, um, and then you go into the 40 over game and then you go into the 20 over game. Well, it's, it's the same game. There's just some slight refinements where if you went from cricket to tennis to golf, you're starting again, again, again. 
Um, so try when you move into a new income stream to have it as related as possible to your existing income streams, and then you'll just get there much quicker. There is one caveat, which I'm going to slightly contradict on that uh, in, in a few moments time. OK, next then is I believe when you create multiple streams of income, you need a capital and a cash flow balance. So capital is asset. It's what protects you from the, re- the, the, the peaks and troughs of the, um, the, the financial climates and the recessions. It's cash. It's ownership. Uh, it's asset. Capital, sorry, um, cash flow is income. So it's, it's the residual flow of money. Now, you usually need capital and assets to create income. Now, a cash flow strategy is one that produces income, but doesn't necessarily have a big capital base. A big capital base could um, have a large amount of, um, in theory, a big asset, but not necessarily produce the income straight away. And I'll give you an example of this in the property world. A capital strategy would be commercial property. You put a big lump of money in, you get a small return, small-ish, or you develop a project that might take you one, two or three years of which is all the capital is going in. And the money that you make, in inverted commas money, is promised, and it's not always promised, in the future, in one, two or three years. That's capital intensive. It's a delayed return. And of course, when you do get the return in the future, future, the returns are steady and the returns can be good. A cash flow strategy could be deal packaging or a training business where actually you don't necessarily have much of an asset because you're selling the properties onto someone else or a training business is not an asset until you've got you know, really good profits and over a good amount of um, years. But you get the income pretty quickly. Like if you set up a training business or if you sell a package deal, you could get the income within 30 days, quite, quite realistically. Not get rich quick, but quite realistically. So I think it's wise to have both when you build multiple streams of income. Some long-term capital that's going to build, have real lasting wealth and assets and then some short-term cash flow. The, the downside of short-term cash flow is if there's no asset, um, then you've got nothing that you're building for the future. Okay, right then. Number six is, uh, it, it relates to number four, and that is adding on income streams that are related to your income streams. So Mark and I, when we, we had a few hundred properties that we were managing through a letting agent, uh, for ourselves and our investors, we thought, well, we might as well just set up a letting agency because all we have to do is move all the properties in uh, and then we have another income stream. Now, of course, it wasn't quite as easy as that, but that was the reality. We set up Progressive Lets, which now has more than 850 tenants. And I think we set it up when we had about 250 or 300 tenants. When you have enough tenants, you might as well have your own letting agency. One, because you own the letting agency, so therefore you create an extra asset and more income streams. But it's kind of just easier and more practical. So as you build your businesses or your brands, can you then add income streams? Other areas we've done this is when I'd written enough books, I set up a a publishing company. Um, So we publish for external people. We've published for a few famous people. We'll be publishing for more of those. But because I'd written so many books, we were essentially a publishing house for me. So it's pretty easy just to switch slightly and take external clients to become a publishing house for other people. When my podcast has got more than a million subscriptions across the 192 countries, I started running courses uh, on podcasting, of course, which is another income stream. Then when we did enough courses, we set up an agency to help um, manage people's podcasts for them. And then when we had uh, enough of that, we had a whole digital agency of podcasting and social media, etc. Now, these aren't me starting new businesses where I have no idea. They just add on income streams, which is kind of the natural consequence of what I'm already doing. But it just once I get to a certain scale, I can just bring it in-house and create another business model or income stream from it. You know, your information, once you've got 10 years or five years or just a load of experience and knowledge, you can write books, you can do online courses, you can build IP and assets around your information in your head. 
Okay, so number seven is the one that does contradict a couple of them. But of course, everything exists in a paradox. And that is, I think it's wise to have at least one unrelated income stream. Now, remember, you have to set to forget. So you have to drill all the way down a few wells first before you do this and strike some gold. But I'm looking to get into um, tech. I'm looking to get into drones. I am looking to get into a completely unrelated business model to property uh, and information or training. Because if those business models get gets hit, um, you know, it's not likely that they're all going to collapse. But, you know, if I had a drop in those businesses by 30 percent, for example, that might hurt me. Whereas if I was in another business model. Now, again, you don't want to start five business models all at once. But if I was in another business model completely unrelated, then, you know, I have some diversification. I have some de-risking. Now, I like to have counter cyclical business models. So, for example, um, packaging and sourcing property deals is probably going to work well when it's a rising market. But a letting agency works well when it's a falling market. Did you know that tattoo parlors um, and chocolatiers and candy and sweet shops and businesses, they thrive in a recession? So it might be wise to have one of those that counterbalances a, a, a business that really relies on a market um, uh, that's growing. Like, for example, developing. Developers always get hit hard in the recession. So when you build income streams for the future, it's wise to have at least one that's diversified, I believe. OK, next then is using leverage and the great enablers. So great enablers of the past have been steel because steel created rail and rail increased the speed of communication and travel. Um, radio waves and telecommunications and air travel, they're great enablers. If you think about when um, shipping used to be on a boat and it used to take a week or a month to go from one side of the world to the other. And now it's on an aeroplane and it can get there in a few hours, the other side of the Atlantic, for example. So are you leveraging the great enablers? Now, the, the newest great enablers, the more modern times, of course, the Internet, because now information travels at the speed of light, which, of course, is significant. Virtually, um, it's virtually simultaneous information exchange. And of course, things like social media, where you can reach um, many clients and many connections and partners and, and friends all over the world. Podcasting, reaching millions of subscribers, YouTube, reaching millions of viewers. These are the great enablers. So make sure that you're leveraging these enablers. Let me just remind you, your personal brand is a great enabler. Doing joint ventures is a great enabler. Social media, the Internet, etc., because they speed up your income stream building and the flow of money. There are now um, billionaires who are in their mid-20s and early 20s. I think only 30 years ago, the youngest billionaire was um, in, in his mid to late 50s. And now uh, Kylie Jenner, I think it is, is a billionaireess. Is she 20 or 21? Um, there's e-commerce billionaires in, in China who are not even 30 yet. I think Mark Zuckerberg was a billionaire before he was 30. Because of the great enablers of the world, reaching more people um, at higher speed. Make sure you're leveraging those. Okay, number nine then. So the next thing is reinvesting back into your assets to um, develop them, to grow them, to mature them, to nurture them. So properties probably need a refurb every five to 10 years. Um, products probably need a version two or an update every few years. Um, you know, maybe your um, business needs new staff or new offices from time to time. So taking a portion of your profits and reinvesting back into innovation, into extra resource, into growing and improving quality, that will then help the money flow again. Now, I know at some point that can be a bit of a paradox because you've got to sink money in to get money back. Um, but for example, if you have a tenant leave and there's been no refurb for five or 10 years, you're going to get a lower rent and it's going to take a lot longer to rent out if it's in a bit of disrepair and it needs a bit of um, love and freshen up. Uh, and of course, uh, the free markets encourage investment back into your services and resources 
I think also um, reinvesting back into innovation and making sure that what you're doing is um, on the cutting edge of technology um, and the the friction at which your um, services and products go to your clients is is reduced um, significantly. Uh, And that will just increase the speed of the income streams. And then finally, number 10, then I'll do a summary because I'm told people like that, is converting your time into assets. So a lot of people talk about um, not exchanging time for money. I believe the best exchange of time, other than doing what you love, which is obviously important, is putting time into assets. So writing a book is is hard and it takes a long time. And, you know, from starting a book to having a book published for me can be a year or 18 months. So I've got one year to 18 months of virtually no money. Well, to be fair now, I'm getting quite good advances, but that's only because I've written books. So I'm getting that capital exchange. But let's assume there's no advance on a book, which is 99% of books you wouldn't have an advance. So you've got to spend 12 to 18 months and certainly three to six months pure writing, exchanging your time for no return. But once that book is out and live, then it's going to create income for maybe many years. If you wrote The Alchemist or if you wrote Think and Grow Rich, which were which are decades old, but still is relevant today, then there's um, even posthumous um, income streams. Um, so. Uh, if you're going to exchange your time, try to make sure that it's invested into an asset, into recruiting staff, into building a business, into an office, into some resources, some IP that can give you a long term residual benefit. Now, there's nothing wrong with exchanging time for money. There's nothing do- wrong with doing a paid public speech or nothing wrong with getting an hourly rate. But you want to maximize the time into assets and minimize the time into um, money exchange because money exchange isn't recurring. It isn't repeatable. Okay, so let's summarize this up. I know it's Father's Day today. Well, if you're listening to the Money Podcast, it's not. Um, So 10 ways to build multiple streams of income. Number one, start with one income stream first and get good good at that before you um, build many of them too quickly. Uh, You don't want to spread yourself too thin. Number two, add the next income stream when you've systemized or got the money flow working well of the first income stream. Number three, use my 70-20-10 model. 70% of your time in one income stream, 20% of your time in another income stream, 10% of your time in the third income stream. Then systemize your 70% and then just move them all along. So the 70% is now systemized. 20% becomes a 70%. The 10% becomes a new 20% and something new becomes a new 10%. Uh, Leverage uh, existing income streams to create new income streams. Like if you have properties, you set up a letting agency. If you have information, you turn that into information, intellectual property and um, online courses, mentorships and masterminds, etc. Make sure you have a balance of capital, i.e. asset, and income, i.e. cash flow. Add related income streams to your existing income streams to be able to convert that um, building of the income stream into income as quickly as possible with the least amount of friction. Um, Look for unrelated income streams when you've got many income streams that are related for diversification and de-risking. Make sure you're leveraging using the great enablers, such as joint ventures, social media, the internet, uh, information exchange at the speed of light, your personal brand, etc., Uh, Nine, reinvest profits back into assets to make sure that you're continually improving them and developing them and innovating them so they produce more income. And then number 10, where you can put your time into assets, not your time into exchange of money. So thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And then finally, and I haven't mentioned this for a little while, but uh, it's becoming an amazing resource is my supporter program. So my supporter program, I'm one of the few influencers or content providers, whatever you would call me, um, that have been given the privilege by Facebook of having a supporter program, which is fan funded exclusive content and discounts uh, from me via Facebook. Now, Facebook will only let me charge £3.49 a month. And believe you me, I charge a lot more if it were me. But I do ask me anything once every one to two weeks. Uh, We do meetups. We've got a lunch this Friday with some of the supporters. 
Um, I do exclusive content. I'm probably averaging about two videos a week. I've got um, a private WhatsApp group for the supporters. I do uh, curated content from you. I, you tell me what content you want and then I create it for you. Um, what else have we got? We do. Um, yeah, I give you big discounts and, and often free tickets to many of my special events. And that's all for just $3.49 a month. So if you go on my Facebook page, you'll see the long blue become a supporter, long thin blue become a supporter button. Hit that button. Join the supporter program. There's 1,006 of us now. So we're creating a movement, a community. And this community is actually one of the greatest gifts of it. Also, the content that I do for supporters is exclusive. I don't do the same content. So all the stuff you see me doing on these lives and on these podcasts, the um, I would say the supporters content, how it's different is it's probably a bit more um, emotional. It's a bit more about the emotional trials and tribulations of business and sort of trying to develop yourself as a person. So I suppose you could say it's a bit more from the heart and, and a bit more real about what I'm going through behind the scenes. Um, and so it's very different and it's non-duplicated. So hit that become a supporter button. Uh, let's meet up soon. Uh, let me um, help you develop your business, uh, your mindset, your skill set, your strategies and your tactics. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.